ಕಂಪಾರ್ಟ್ಮೆಂಟ್ಸ್ in fact that is what is the beauty of these gunas is that they cannot be compartmentalized there is a certain fluidity in them and so the effort and this and the striving for the mumukshu for preparation is to be in sattva as much as possible <coughs> and there is a reason why there are many reasons why but the primary reason is because sattva is close to bhagavan if bhagavan had emotions they would be sattvic <laughs> if bhagavan had a diet it would be sattvic because these are the these are the ways in which one's true nature is expressed is through leading a sattvic lifestyle because the sattva has a very close overlay to sat chit ananda really that ananda sattva is the way and sattva is also the way to weaken the samsaric link remember the chain and the links of rajas and tamas and sattva imagine you know so one is feeling bound because there is a chain on the neck and then the links are rajas tamas and a few sattvic links by mistake i said in an average person who is not exposed to the shastra and who is who is struggling so the sattvic links are are the weakest link ah link to what samsara so when you increase the sattvic links the chain breaks up, apart the tamasic links are the strongest links they are made of titanium <laughs> thick heavy rajasic links are the next strongest links they are made of iron sattvic links are the weakest links they are made of maybe not cotton but little something like that yeah they are made of uh, wood let us say easy to take away or maybe even cotton they are made of cloth silk yeah silk cloth cotton wood something soft wood is soft that's why you can carve it into things compared to metal so 
the strength of a chain is decided not by the strongest links, even though that would be the logical way to think about it. The strength of the chain is dependent upon its weakest link. In other words, if you have 10 titanium links and 15 iron links and one cotton link, and then you yank it, gone. Gone. That is why the idea is to increase sattva. The more sattva in one's life, not just in terms of diet, we have discussed that to a certain extent, but also in terms of behaviors, the weaker the link to samsara. And we want to weaken the links to samsara because that is the cause of the pain and sorrow is uh, samsarifying the jagat. Ah. When you samsarify the jagat, one is left, you know, in a mess because one doesn't know what to do, how to handle this, one doesn't know. So, this is, this is you know, this is somehow the... The whole discussion centers on how to free oneself, relatively speaking, within samsara, so that the teachings are then easily imbibed. Because if one is constantly worried about the chafing sensation of going against this chain, how are you going to listen to Vedanta? <laughs> yeah, because one is, there, is a, there is a preoccupation. Certain kinds of preoccupations you cannot help. Like, you know, somebody has fever or somebody is in pain or something. Okay, you have to deal with it. But certain, you know, but on top of that preoccupation, there cannot be another, you know, one is Bhagavan made preoccupation. <laughs> and on top of that, Jeeva Srishti overlay. What is the Jeeva Srishti overlay? The tamasic thought by me. Ah. Why only me it is happening to? Why not somebody else? You know? And that is the tamasic thought. The rajasic thought is I'm going to get back at whoever is responsible for this. What's the sattvic thought? In the same way you have to say, you can't, you know, this is like a question, you know? Uh, hat, coat, shoes, Umbrella, orange. What doesn't belong? Orange. Ah, you, you have to look in the same way. So, the, the tamasic fellow says what? Why me? The rajasic fellow says, I'm going to get back to you. Why me? Plus I'm going to get back to you because it is me. But, and on the same line, you can't suddenly think of orange now. So, you have to <laughs> think of hat, coat, shoes, umbrella. Okay? Yeah. Why not me? Ah, Abba, yes. <laughs> Why not me? Has to happen, okay. It has to happen to somebody, not somebody, some body or the other. So, this body is here now, okay. You know, let it go on. Oh, but here is a way you can overcome it. All right, let's try that. No problem. This is not some kind of a suffering, you know. Yeah, suffering the person, you know, I'm going to you know, touch on that, but not yet, yeah. Let me not get ahead of myself. 
So this is not some kind of a martyrdom here or a contest for martyrdom. And so therefore, you know, why not make this happen? So therefore, the, the whole idea for the pursuit of Vedanta is to just deal with Jagat, you know, as Bhagavat's Srishti, Bhagavan's creation. And when I am in and with Bhagavan's creation, that is where the Dhriti and Kshama come. Kshama, I accommodate it because I have acceptance. Dhriti, I put up with it because that's how it is. It can, what cannot be cured has to be endured. And there is a choice. You can endure it complainingly. You can endure it revengefully. Tamas Rajas. Or you can endure it cheerfully. So, this is, this is where the dhriti and the kshama come because they become the ways in which I can satisfy my life. And, uh, you know, you have to learn how to even pronounce this because sattvic, rajasic, tamasic are actually Sanskrit terms which have been anglicized. I heard people say tamasic. No, there is no such thing as tamasic. Yeah. Tamasic, rajasic, sattvic. Okay, to learn how to say them properly, say the words properly. Um, because in the English language, the second syllable, if it's a trisyllabic word, automatically the second syllable is, is, the syllable is em emphasized. We don't do that here. We have long and short. That's all. So, this is, you know, this is where the dhriti and kshama become these invaluable gems that I can use in my life tools that I can use to sattvify my life. <laughs> is there such a word? Now there is. <laughs> That's what it is. Accommodation. Yes. Okay. 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 But it's not okay. So what to do when it's not okay? Excuse me, I have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. At the most, people will think you have a stomach upset. Not a big deal. <laughs> Let them think that. <laughs> so, and so that is where the dhriti comes. Uh, sorry, kshama comes, accommodation. Dhriti, you know, is courage because it's a very, it's a very sattvic emotion. It's courage in the face of difficulties. That we have to see, understand Dhriti properly. Because it's easy to be courageous when everything is going one's way. Ha! I'm the most courageous person. Come and get me. Nothing is going to happen. That's, you know, it's nice to have that courage when everything is going one's way. No problem. I'm secure. I have a nice fat bank account. And uh, I have a, you know, Oh, uh, I have a house, I have a spouse, a pet mouse, and everything. And then what do I, why don't need that? I'm fine. And so I, I can just afford to be courageous. I can afford to take risks. I can do all these things. But that's not the definition of courage. Pujya Swamiji would tell this story. He would say, you know, the human being is like a tea bag. 
right? The strength of the person is evident when they are in hot water. <laughs> this is what it is. <laughs> so, if you have Darjeeling tea, what is it? You know, like the white tips they cut and they, you know, thousands of rupees for, you know, one kg. And for a few grams, Darjeeling first cut, first, you know, blush. And then you, you, you put the, uh, you, and then you buy, you, you know, a lot of hope and aspiration. You buy a small amount because that's all you can afford, you know. It's almost as expensive as saffron. And then you, you, you bring that and then you, you, and then you say, okay, I'm going to have a nice tea ceremony with myself. And then you put a few things and then it's not, uh, it's not changing color. The water is clear. You know, being the typical, you know, Indian who didn't grow up with all these kinds of things. Most people did not, you know, because because all these kinds of fancy things, the Indians don't see in India. You have to come to America to enjoy them because they've already exported. Same thing with Indian mangoes. If you really want Indian mangoes, go to Dubai and enjoy them because all of them are gone to the Middle East. And same thing with tea and all the other things. So the Indian in India is used to tea dust, where you put a little bit and then it becomes a bright brown and then you put your milk and your, you know, lots of sugar and then you ingest it. That is what the Indian is used to. So this Indian thought, okay, I'll also be, I'll have sattvic taste and, <laughs> and gets this Darjeeling tea and horrifyingly so, if the water doesn't even change color. <laughs> then out thoda, little more, little more, little more, then the whole sachet is gone. <laughs> and then it becomes a light, you know, go, go, golden color. <laughs> and the tea connoisseur says, oh my God, what are you doing? You should only put a little bit. It's called white tea. Hey, white tea, we can have hot water. That's all it is. <laughs> you can have it anytime for free without spending thousands of rupees on, on, on this. First cut, Narjeeli. <laughs> So, that's, that's what the strength is, you know, of the person is when one is in hot water. So, Dhriti comes when the difficulties come. Dhriti has to be called. And Dhriti is not going to be there in the, you know, in some kind of a reserve. You know, my Dhriti is in reserve. <laughs> I have the passcode. I just have to type the passcode and then she will come. She means because Dhriti is feminine. It's not going to happen. She's not going to come just because you called. She has to be cultivated. So one has to practice Dhriti in the face of difficulties, even when the difficulties are small, when you start practicing dhriti, then it becomes much more easy to recall that dhriti and that kshama when the difficulties are much more. Mm -hmm. This is what the whole thing is. This is how to deal with that. <clears throat> so, as one, so these the dhriti and the kshama help one to make one's life more and more and more sattvic, which is what one wants. So this, you know, takes on many forms. First is the love of truth. Satya Kama. Satya Kama means the lover of truth. So the prayer can be, may my 
desire be for truth and what kind of truth the truth of myself that's the love of truth truth for sat and truth for satyam satya bhashanam truth uh, 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 sorry truth as sat truth of myself and truth speaking are very much entwined because if one has a love for truth of the self but one is not practicing truth in one's life there is a discrepancy and that is what has to be shaken in the process of growing into a sattvic lifestyle and the discrepancy you know on the uh, tamasically speaking that discrepancy can be in in a person for example i don't know any such person but supposing it's always possible supposing a person who's a ardent fan of vedanta but is always telling lies no such person that person cannot exist but in a ideal type on one end of the <coughs> continuum the possibility is there that is a tamasic expression you know but more often we have a you know more often the love of truth is compromised in subtle ways due to other pressures created by rajas so the person is not telling lies person is truthful but there are subtle ways in which the pressure of wanting to be seen in a certain way makes one inauthentic ah. like i should give some examples <laughs> dropping the check and letting somebody <laughs> pick it up and oh <laughs> you know like i saw somebody i have told this story before this person came up to me just before a big function that i had gone to in washington dc a while back and said you know this is something uh, i organized all this really i said what's your name and because they had given me a brochure i was reading the brochure so i thought let me match the name to the face oh no 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 i told them i don't want any publicity meanwhile they are telling me all this you know i told them i don't want to be in the forefront you take the bouquets give me the brick bats it's a it's an expression bouquets and brick bats let me have the brick bat means i'll take the beating in the background for all the things that have gone wrong but you keep the bouquets and you just you know take the accolades i'll just do all the work and then meanwhile i saw the organizers that 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 came and then i was excited to you know say oh look you know look who i ran into and then by the time i looked <laughs> yeah the person pushed off why we don't know <laughs> didn't want to be seen with the organizers chances are that they hadn't organized it so the inauthenticity uh you know begs uh, attention and the inauthenticity shuns any kind of exposure 
this is what it is. It hates to be exposed because it thrives in, you know, like a cockroach, it thrives in dark places yeah. where nobody has noticed. And as a spiritual aspirant, one has to be very careful because there is a lot of pressure for inauthenticity. One takes it on. Because that same rajasic tendency comes and sits in the classroom or inside the teaching situation. Not just one class situation, teaching situation. Where there is a subtle pressure to show off as the best student. For example, yeah. Not that it applies to any of you, but, <laughs> but in terms of discussion, we have to discuss it, that's all. Yeah. yeah there is a subtle pressure. Like, how am I being seen, A, by the teacher, very important, right? And B, by the other people. Yeah. By the other people in, in the class. So then, one recalls, now I am into the 13th chapter, one recalls, <laughs> one recalls all the things that Bhagavan said that one has to have as a spiritual aspirant in the 13th chapter. Amanitvam, no prideitvam, and then adambitvam, no arrogancetvam, and then ahimsa, what is ahimsa? Non-violence. Kshantihi, which is another word for kshama. Arjavam, uprightness, truthfulness. Uprightness means where the words, speech, thought and deeds are in alignment. You don't say one thing and then do something else. You don't do something and then say something else. And then say, oh, sorry, I meant to come. And then you know what happened. And then you know what happened after that. Nobody wants to know what happened. You know, just, why aren't you here? Well, it's a long story. So many excuses. So that Arjava means Riju Bhava. Riju means to be in alignment with thought, word, you know, deed. The intention, the deed and the, you know, intention, action match. And the speech in between that, they have to match. And so one recalls all these things. You know how good a student I am in relation to the Acharya. And uh, what else? Acharya Upasana, Thairyam, forbearance. Atma Vinigraha, ability to do, you know, with, with uh, ability to pull back the sense organs from the sense objects. And then what? Shaucham, you know. Taking an inner and outer shower. And Indriyartheshu uh, Vairagyam. Yes, I'm totally, I have so much Vairagya. Except you're sitting on my cushion. But, you know, I'll only point it out later. <laughs> I have total Vairagya. So, Indriyartheshu uh, Vairagyam. Uh, Anahankara. Ahankara, how do you spell that? I don't have that at all. What is that? What does it mean? How do you spell it? You know? You know, Anahankara evacha indriyartheshu vairagyam anahankara evacha janmamrityujaravyadi dukkhadoshami darshanam So the one who sees that, oh, what is this life? It's just a bunch of molecules. You're falling sick. 
getting well, falling sick, and then, you know, joining other bunch of molecules. That's all this is, you know. And then what? Um, you know, asaktihi is not asaktihi. Asaktihi means longing. Asaktihi means no longing. Yeah. And then asaktihi anabhishvangaha. You know, anabhishvangaha means uninvolved with putra, with relation to putra dara grihadishu, with relation to house, spouse, and uh, you know, child. And then what else? You know, nityam samachittatvam animiquanimity always. <laughs> Anger who be not at all. <laughs> you know, nityam uh, samachittatvam with regard to what? This samachitta is with regard to ishta, anishta, upapattishu. With regard to gaining the ishta and anishta. Ishta means the desired object. Anishta means undesired object. Everything is taken in stride. I am Sama. You know, Nityam, Samachittatvam, Ishtarishto, Papatishu. Maicha, Nanya, Yogena, Bhakti, Ravya, Vicharni. Let's have a Bhakti contest. I'm sure I win. That's the translation. Bhakti, Ravya, Vicharni. And then, Adhyatma Vidya, a passion for Vedanta and the teachings. And Adhyatma uh, Tattva Jnana, uh, you know, Tattva Jnana, the, the, uh, so there is a passion for Adhyatma Vidya and Tattva Jnana and then the, also the passion for applying it to one's life. So this is the qualities of the ideal student. And then reading up that, and you don't even have to read up that because the teacher has been keeping on year after year after year, <laughs> month after month after month after month, drilling these qualities. You know, I can rattle it off in my sleep. I'm sure you can also. You've heard it so many times. Yeah. And so what happens is that a certain pressure mounts to be seen as flawless. Ah. Oh, the oppression of it. Yeah. <laughs> to be seen as flawless, and one will do anything for that. And so these are all sattvic qualities, right? But then they are rajasified and tamasified in the process. And then one, you know, has a very inauthentic expression of oneself. There are airs to be had, and there are airs to show off. And it happens in very, 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 very sneaky ways. Ah, very, very sneaky ways. And, uh, you know, extremely sneaky ways. Because one is not even aware of it. One is innocent of it. Somehow, the rajas inside is, you know, scheming and has, <laughs> and has converted you know, for nityam samachittatvam. So one is able to smile all the time without needing to say, excuse me, I have to go to the bathroom, as I said before. And then there is, you know, there is an expectation. It's fine if you want to smile all the time and bottle up your emotions, no problem. You know, the teacher doesn't mind, other students don't mind, no problem. As long as they are not there when you blow up, okay, fine. <laughs> Or what is the problem here? The problem is it's hurting the person. You know, nityam samachittatvam, it's a pressure. And then it's a pressure in two ways. One is it's a pressure to 
look a certain way and then the second pressure is because uh, you know of the exhaustion of maintaining this certain thing the the vedanta starts to appeal less and less in fact the teacher starts to appeal less and less one can't the more inauthentic one starts to become the harder it is to be in the class or after a period of time and you know hard it is to be in the classroom because one is um, you know completely inundated with the pressure of not making a mistake i mean come on you know what are you doing to your, yourself so then one starts to feel even if i come to class i'll make a mistake therefore what don't come to class you know because you see the the inner pressure to be inauthentic face to face with the teacher who is nothing and the teaching which is nothing but authenticity there is a mismatch and so in front of the teacher one feels exposed and one hates to feel exposed so one crawls off somewhere <laughs> ah. too much too much in the spotlight but it's not really a spotlight it's just a light everybody feels that the spotlight is on me it's just a light it's your own light that is being you know repackaged and given back to you in in the form of kem upanishad one more packaging bhagavad gita another packaging you know what else what are the upanishads we know mundaka upanishad you know little bow and then kem upanishad katha upanishad brahmaranya upanishad big package you know like this this is just being packaged your own light <laughs> but one you know becomes addicted to the tamas of living in the eclipse of atma ajnanam including this inauthenticity and because of that inauthenticity one is unable to imbibe because one is so much worried about how one is perceived by the teacher and by oneself and by others and there are standards to upkeep and there is a certain way to show that you know i'm consuming so little and i'm giving so much and i'm such an epitome of a wonderful student and i'm doing so much and i'm you know and i have everything you know i have this i have that i have that yesterday we saw in the bodhasara and uh, what is how is one to greet a teacher you do namaskara and then what else do you say you know you do seva and then what else Ask, ask questions what kind of questions which declare ah which declare not to, not just to oneself but to the whole world which declare the ignorance because when the ignorance is declared the inauthenticity has to drop that suit that one is wearing the invisible suit of inauthenticity drops when you declare the ignorance or when you declare a mistake that's why puja swami ji had a very beautiful way of teaching he would point the mistake only to people who are ready he would not do this to just random people people who had really wanting the knowledge and who really you know wanted to study this he would you know chide them in public in full view of strangers and you know and i had that done to me it was the the most mortifying experience really but mortify mortify means to die you know but what died was this inauthenticity that's what died 
you know, I was organizing, helping, you know, with some uh, organization of a conference. I was organizing that and so many people and everything. And some people had to be invited in a certain way, all big wigs. And one person I didn't know I invited in a certain way, but that person needed to be invited in some other way. And, uh, and that person took offense, apparently. And then Swamiji came. It was in a big hotel room in, in, in New Delhi. And then, you know, everybody did namaskar. I also did namaskar. He didn't say anything. He was just talking general things at first. And when he saw me, he just said, yo. <laughs> yes, you. What kind of a letter did you write to this man? And, you know, this full of bunch of strangers in this room. But... 25, 30 people, it was a hotel suite. What kind of a letter did you write? And I'm afraid you have jeopardized the whole conference. And because of what you have done, nobody is going to come. And it's not going to come. Yeah. And, you know, I remembered what Sita's desire. Sita wanted the earth to open up. <laughs> Mother Sita wanted that. <laughs> And if the earth could have opened up, I would have wanted it to open up and swallow me entirely, you know. But some grace must have been operating. So, you know, I said, uh, the first thing that I said was, I'm really sorry. I didn't know. That's not good enough, Swamiji said. That you didn't know is not good enough. You should have found out. You should have talked to me. You know, you should have done this. Just kept quiet. And he went on. He didn't stop there. He went on. <coughs> and then he's telling the other people. Other people became the uh, <laughs> spectators of, of, the, of, the, uh, of the invisible suit coming off. The other people became the spectators. And he conversationally would, you know, uh, say, this is the problem with this kind of a situation. Uh, is that, you know, one is doing this and I want I stopped listening. That's why I'm not able to repeat what he said because, you know, I was just so shocked that this is happening. I was in shock and I just stopped listening because I could not. It was too much. And then after that, you know, uh, I, you know, whatever I said, then finally the thought, uh, you know, came into my mind, said I should ask, how can I remedy the situation? Then he said, what took so long to ask this question? <laughs> I said, I was in shock. And he said, you should be. <laughs> yeah, he said, you should be in shock. It's a shocking thing. What can you do to, what can I do to help this situation? And then, you know, uh, he said, let everyone go. After that, I will sit and talk to you. I said, okay. You know, then of course, my mind, you know, was saying, was uh, thinking, Okay, thank God, at least this one will be said when nobody is there. And then when, when everybody went, you know, he was not at all, he looked really angry in the group. Yeah, he was not smiling, he, was, he looked angry and I said, oh my God, this is a very big breach, what have I done, what's going to happen with the conference? And, you know, this was soon after 2001, that September. Mm -hmm. And the conference was, you know, a lot of American people were coming to India. So this, this uh, you know, 9-11 and this visas and everything. It was just such a, it was all a big mess uh, around that time. And then so after everybody went, 
Oh, he says, oh, where is the tea? Make me some tea. So I make this tea and then he's smiling. He's laughing. He's just sitting, sit, sit, sit. And then I said, again, I said, Swamiji, I, I'm just so sorry. He said, no, 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 you didn't do anything wrong. I said, what? <laughs> you know, he's speaking like a mother. No, 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 you didn't do anything wrong at all. This man has problems. Yeah. <laughs> His ego is out of bounds. You didn't do anything. Anybody, even I, if I had written to him, he would have done that. In fact, he has done that to me also. What to say to anything to you? Now, don't worry. In fact, it's good. Bhagavan is making him not come. We'll have a nice conference. <laughs> yeah. So, you see, this is what the whole thing was. This is, this is the... This is what it is because, you know, one cannot escape this pressure for inauthenticity. Where all the rajas and tamas comes out. And until then I had been strutting around like, ah, I'm organizing this big conference. And, you know, I have all these big, big people's emails, addresses. And uh, I have all these things and I'm doing this and doing that. And oh, so efficient. Not a single mistake I have done so far. That itself is a pressure. Yeah. The pressure to be flawless. The pressure to be this. This is a great gift in my own learning that I received from the Guru. Really, what a gift. And what a way to do it, you know. Caught exactly all the places where it would hurt. And wherever it hurts, there is ahankara. Otherwise, it will not hurt. So, you know, this is, this is a... What more to say after this? You understand, you know. So this is why it is very important to shed those, uh, that inauthenticity. Because, uh, and this is why in the olden days, this, the teachers used to, you know, give what the students interpreted as tests. No, they were not tests. Yeah. They were giving a rest, not a test, to the ahankara so that it just drops. So that one is there, just like the, the gopis in front of Krishna wanting their clothes back. Vulnerable, you know. In fact, vulnerability should be one's middle name, really, as a spiritual aspirant. That is, that vulnerability, you know, is the other side of dhriti. Don't think dhriti means all to be tough. Dhriti means that courage from the place of vulnerability. It's a, just a beautiful quality. So that one is not constantly contentious. Because there are many ways of relating, for example, in the teaching situation, for example, to other co-students and to the teacher, etc., etc. And everybody has a way of relating to the teacher. It's just like, uh, you know, like a bouquet of flowers. You know, relating to the wind and the rain and all the elements. It's beautiful. But then there is, you know, there is, the, because of this pressure, one is coming under this pressure. What happens is that certain kind of rajas and tamas creeps in and says, and the rajas and tamas creates a film around, you know, and a film made of fine qualities. And spoil this unique connection that one has to the Guru. Spoils it because one is wanting to be seen in certain ways. And depending on the person, one is sometimes wanting to be seen. Some people want to be seen as knowledgeable. And it, it's very sad. 
because you know here the bone is ara is telling us broadcast your ignorance <laughs> and here the person is coming across like you you say something and the person has 10 other things to say right back very sad because you can't talk nothing to say you know whether you here you meaning either the teacher or the other students there is no discussion possible remember one is only gaining one fourth of the, the the knowledge assimilating from the teacher the other fourth is gained from interaction with other students satsang so another student comes to you let's say you meaning not you someone you know one student goes to the other student and the and the first student who who is approached already has this pressure inner pressure to look knowledgeable so the other student brings up a topic yeah 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 i know <laughs> in fact i can tell you a few things about it and then a, an opportunity of learning and opening to the learning is lost and we become routinized in this situation we become routinized because you know we are no longer the brahma sutra that book which you showed me you has a wonderful sutra about the towards the latter half Ha, what are the lakshana what is the lakshana the, the primary characteristic of a gnani the primary characteristic of a gnani is is to be child like children are sattvic by nature provided that they they have not been spoiled by some you know difficult traumatic situations so that their life if their life is not spoiled by a traumatic situation they are very sattvic even otherwise they are sattvic so agnani is childlike so the questioner is very stubborn and tamasic the questioner says so that means the gnani is in diapers this is what he asks <laughs> so the gnani you know does number 1 number 2 wherever he she feels like it no 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 that's not the this thing that's not the point childlike in the demeanor says the you know says the bhashya here and what is this childlike in the demeanor one is easily wowed you know the wow factor <laughs> for for the child to say wow 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 is the indian way of saying wow 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 it, it doesn't take much for a child you just give it one empty box wow <laughs> <laughs> you just give it a pot and a, and a spoon make some noise ah how nice it's not expensive it's not it's just something you give it a flower wow of course you have to take it back before it <laughs> after it says aha you take it back don't let it say swaha that's what <laughs> you know this is the child the child like ecstasy and joy connected to the world because the child is pure ishvara srishti connecting to ishvara srishti outside and so there is just there is not that subjectivity has not crept in yet so it says wow even to someone treating it badly wow you can actually do this wow <laughs> you know and that's what we have to bring back that is the satva we have to bring back and as long as there is this film of authenticity inauthenticity sorry it's not possible so to drop the pressure to be right all the time that is rajasik the pressure to be right all the time the pressure to know more than anyone else very sad rajasik the pressure to come across 
as as very compassionate and accommodative. That's the worst. <laughs> so one wants to be seen as kind, compassionate, giving, and sacrificing without being kind, <laughs> compassionate, giving, or sacrificing. Very sad. Sad not just as a spiritual aspirant, even in one's home. You know, forget Vedanta, forget this. this is the, the, these are teachings from the Bhagavad Gita and the Upanishads for a sane, good, healthy life. Because the more authentic one is, the less the pressure and the less the pressure. Think about the preoccupation. How much time goes in order to be looking a certain way? And here is a person who scoffs at makeup but is so made up inside. Ah. They may have some say, they may say, oh, I don't wear makeup, I'm beyond all that. But their makeup is full of all this made up stuff of trying to appear sattvic. And when you're trying to already appear sattvic, you know, then there is no space to grow into that sattva, which is, you can't bypass this. You can't say, I'm one of those people born with a sattvic spoon in my mouth, I'm, I was born sattvic. <laughs> In fact, if somebody is born sattvic, everybody is born sattvic, I told you. But if somebody is, you know, sattvic by birth, then that person will not advertise it. Remember, sattva doesn't advertise. Rajas advertises, tamas advertises with a vengeance to the point of no return. So what are you advertising? This is a very good thing to wake up in the morning. And sometimes... You know, for everyone, you know, I'm just building off of my experience with my guru. It's very nice to say, today I'm going to be dumb. Yeah, be dumb for one day. Somebody is discussing something and you are just off the edge of your seat because you are wrong and you want to show them you are wrong and you want to show them you. If they have read one paper, you have read three. Stop. Let them have a little moment in the sun. You know, let them have. No, but they are saying wrong things. Let them say wrong things. Did you come with a karma of trying to correct the whole universe? <laughs> what a pressure. No, but that's not correct. Let, let it not be correct. Enjoy the wrong thoughts that are being expressed. Yes, let it be. Whether you enjoy them or not, let it be. It's okay. This is a way to grow into sattva, one way. Instead of, uh, you know, there is a word in Hindi, Pahunchkaya Mahatma. You know, Mahatma means a, a sadhu. And what is this? Pahunchkaya means the one who has already reached. Reached the pinnacle, not of success, but spiritual uh, growth and spiritual, what's its name? Fruition. There's no more growth possible. And it is used sarcastically in Hindi. <laughs> because one is always learning. One is never already reached. One is always reaching. That is how our attitude must be. Reaching, reaching, reaching. And then if that is advertised, then, you know, then other things are in place. 
if we start practicing saying, I don't know, even if you think you know, listen to the other person. Instead of saying, no, 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 I know. And what happens then is that in the beginning, it is very uncomfortable. In the beginning, especially if, you know, if you are in a group and everybody knows you to be a certain way, to take off that, that uh, patina, that veneer, is very, very difficult. In the beginning, it is difficult. But later on, you will be very happy when these masks come off. The unmasking of the student is very, very important. Almost as important as gaining the qualities. Because the qualities can be pretended to be gained without really gaining them. So this unmasking becomes a very, very important effort on part of the spiritual aspirant. Because the more authentic one is, the easier will the knowledge come in. That's why we are doing this. It's not because we want to be seen badly, you know, in the situation. But why is the knowledge coming easily to somebody that is authentic? Because of two things. One is that, wow, the child doesn't have a problem seeing things as they are. Ah! And delighting in everything. So to, so to, to delight in the self, one needs to be authentic. Because which self are we delighting in? It's very hard to delight into that pressured self that is wanting to show only its best side. Oh, I'm such a good sadhu. I'm such a good student. I'm such a, you know, wonderful person. I never make mistakes. Shama chak chak, tama chak chak. You know, anger, what is that? Ahankara, what is that? Uparati, been there, done that. You know, what else do we have? Oh, Titiksha, that's my first name. And, uh, huh? Samadhanam, of course. Yeah, I never think of anything other than Vedanta. Yeah, I snore Tattvamasi. <laughs> and then, Viveka was born with it and have had it since three lives. How about you? You know, yeah, I've had it since three lives. Vairagya. I even have Vairagya for the concept of Vairagya. I'm that evolved. <laughs> I have grown out of this just regular Vairagya of giving up this, giving up that. Yeah. Now I just say that, oh, what is there? Everything is just, I'm not, you know, I'm not attached to anything. And you know, there are all these things. The shishyas sometimes, you know, create these stories around the guru and make the guru look bad. You know, there is one, uh, what is it? Uh, Ramakrishna Paramahamsa. And there is one story written by a shishya. One of the stories that is told is that this shishya wanted to test the guru and then put some gold coins under the mattress and then ask the guru, Hey guru, <laughs> in the morning, how did you sleep? You know, just to see, you know, if uh, the guru is attached to the wealth and if the guru is attached to the wealth, this is all subjective. That he, the guru, would have had a wonderful sleep if the guru is not attached to the wealth. 
he would have had a bad sleep. You know, I always reimagine the story. Apparently, Ramakrishna Paramahamsa said he had slept poorly and the student went off with a lot of shraddha. Ha, my guru is the true guru because, you know, being, uh, what is that? Being in contact with uh, gold coins, you know, uh, he could not sleep because he was so unattached, so pure, so sattvic, as though gold isn't sattvic. Come on. He was so much into Brahman as though gold isn't Brahman. I reimagine the story differently because we, all, we know from another context that he would have a very thin quilt and like a quilt like mattress and some idiot put gold coins under it. How will anybody sleep properly? <laughs> you know? Go back to the Gita. Sama Loshta Ashmakanchanaha. Loshta, a clod of earth. Ashma, iron. Kanchana, gold, all of them are sama for whom is the person who is called gunatita, beyond the gunas. So if you react to gold, if you have an allergy to gold, you are not gunatita. This is where all this inauthenticity, you know, all this posturing is not needed. Oh my God, this is what it is. Oh, no, 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 I can't even touch it with a 10-foot pole because it is gold. Come on. <laughs> Give yourself and others a big break. And sometimes the shishyas do this. You know, and, and another uh, guru, I forget the name, was always in a trance and wouldn't eat. So the shishya had to feed the guru. And then when the food was brought to the mouth, the guru chewed and swallowed. You know, this makes the guru look bad. So guru probably thought, okay, why should I eat? Somebody is feeding, let them feed. They are happy feeding me. <laughs> I'll just be in my own world. It's not because he or she could not eat or, you know, would not eat because of a certain thing. The guru was enjoying being fed and somebody was enjoying feeding. He said, okay, challe do, what is there? This is the way the shishya is expressing love. You know, all the gopis were feeding Krishna all the time. No problem. So, sometimes you have to see that there is this inauthenticity. Not only is there... You know, the pressure to be inauthentic is not only there with oneself as a student, but the danger <coughs> exceeds, you know, even, extends even to look upon the guru from a subjective light. Shobhana Adhyasa. Yeah, Shobhana Adhyasa. Oh, my guru is so sattvic, you know. This is the setup. Again, you will not, you know, it comes in the way of learning. You know, because then you see the guru eating something tamasic. And then you say, oh, this is not good at all. How can I learn from a guru that is eating, you know, yam or whatever it is. You know. yeah. Because yam, I looked up the book, tamasic. Oh, no. This is, this is how, you know, one has to grow. So one grows into sattva more by dropping rather than by accumulating. So the gunas here, the dharmas, the student dharma and the ideal uh, manushya dharma, ideal uh, person dharma, ideal student dharma, ideal spouse dharma, etc. Those are, you know, those are something that naturally happens when you don't bypass the process of growth. 
The process of growth cannot be bypassed. You have to go through the, you know, through the process, falling, hurting the ahankara, making mistakes, picking yourself up in full view, you know. Don't be like a cat. Cat, they say, always lands on four feet. Not true. Sometimes it has a terrible, you know, landing. But it quickly looks. And if it sees you are looking, it will start licking itself. No, 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 nothing happened. <laughs> That's what has to be dropped. This is called denial. This is what has to be dropped. And when this is dropped, you know, the relief. First, it's painful. I will tell you this. It's so painful. And, but then one is shocked, one is in pain, and one can't even face anybody. But then after that, it is, you know, wonderful. It is a sattvika sukha. Sattvika sukha means a, a happiness of being not in conflict with the gunas. Happiness that comes from being at peace with oneself and with everything that there is. That is what is called Sattvika Sukha. And if you look at the 17th chapter and the description of Sattvika from 13 back to 17. So if you look at the 17th chapter and the description of the Sattva Sukha described by Lord Krishna, you know, uh, it's so beautiful. He says that which is painful in the beginning but then gives way to ananda afterwards. Ananda means relative ananda here. That sukha is sattvika. And that which is pleasurable in the beginning, but then leads to pain afterwards, is a rajasik sukha. And I'll explain that. And that which is always based on instant gratification, leading to instant pain, because after instantly being gratified and overeating, you have instant stomach pain. You know, that is called tamasika sukha. Even with, with regard to, you know, sukha, there are the, 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 the tamasik expression, the rajasik expression and the sattvic expression of the sukha. So the sattvic expression of the sukha is that you go through the difficulties first because you have to unmask, you have to disrobe, you have to let go and then that is painful. Not for the person, but for the personality. For the ahankara. The ahankara has to take a nice dribbling. Yes. Bounce, 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 bounce. You know, beat, beat. Again, it comes up. It's like a football. It comes up. It comes up. It comes up. You just, you know, do it till it gives up and says, okay. Ah. And that's very painful. So any kind of slight insult, real or perceived, and all these things, they have to be gone through in the beginning, it's better to go through them. And then what happens is, relieved of that, you have nothing to protect. That Upanishad says, Nakashchit gopai tu The person of knowledge has nothing to protect. Not even emotions. You know, very beautiful. Very, very nice. And then what? And, uh, you know, uh, so this is Pariname Sukham. In the beginning, Dukham. Much better because this is a sattvic way of getting to a relative cheerfulness and growing into sattva by getting rid of all kinds of inauthenticity. Then the rajasic happiness is described as in the beginning, hunky-dory, wonderful. 
One struts around, ideal student, ideal this, ideal that. Ha, 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 wonderful. But then the afterwards what happens? It all collapses because it's a house of cards. How long can you hold up a house of cards? A house of cards discards itself. Yeah. It dismantles on its own. One foo, because the person is, it's, it's not an authentic expression. One foo, the whole thing crumbles. And one, you know, ends up in a puddle on the floor. <laughs> you know, like that story in Wizard of Oz. You know, that, that, that what is that? Some um, witch melts and is just a puddle on the floor. Which means this, you know, inauthenticity. That's what it is. So, and the tamasic, you know, sukha is instant gratification. I don't care about, you know, at least the rajasic person here is interested in a long-term maintenance of the inauthentic self. But here, one is, you know, today I want to look good, finished. Just now I want to look really good, even at the cost of this thing, and I want to be noticed, and if they don't notice, I'm going to cuff them. How come you didn't notice how much shavadama I had? So, this is of course all ideal type examples. This does not really happen. But there is the, the kernel of inauthenticity that is there has to be interrogated, discarded lovingly. Yeah. And the pain has to be endured and made public because you can't <coughs> privately do this. There is no private trimming and pruning of the ahankara, not possible. It has to be done in public. And that is the beauty of it. Because in public, there's no place to hide. It becomes a social fact. And, and so in public and also in a satsang situation, you can get help. You can, you can tell people, I have this problem. I'm a show-off. You a show off? I didn't know that, but you never show off. Well, that's part of the showing off as never showing off. <laughs> but I am a show off. So please help me. When you say that, already one feels very small. But it's useful because the other people can help. I have this problem. You tell at least even one other person, it becomes much easier. Because sometimes it's easier to tell another person than to tell yourself. Only when you tell another person, you make it a social fact, then you are able to admit it and move and go beyond that. So then, each time one is authentic, one grows into an authenticity of expression. Authenticity of expression means accepting that right now one is not perfect. Not trying to hide it, not trying to be something, somebody that one is not. Not trying to cope with the whole thing of flawless, you know, image. Say, yes, I have a lot to learn. Yes, I'm making a lot of mistakes. And I'll probably make a few more. Oh, Lord, let me just make new ones. That's the prayer. <laughs> let me not make the same old ones. <laughs> Mark Twain prayed like this. Mark Twain said, let me make a lot of mistakes. Let each one be a new one. Meaning, let me learn from the mistakes that I have made. And then, you know, that is how in, in accepting the rajas and the tamas of one's character and personality, one grows into sattva. Because the rajas and tamas become toothless. 
Why? Because to declare the rajas and tamas aspects of oneself is a sattvic expression. Ah, that's what counters this, this pressure. The Krishna to be seen in a certain way. You know, we think kama, Krishna means money and you know, the things. No, no, no. It's very possible to have evolved longing. I should be looking, looked upon as being good all the time. That's right. <laughs> Strong and evolved longing. And that evolved longing, don't think that it doesn't lead you to action. It leads one to action. It's not just the longing for material gains that leads one to action. Here also one will set up in such a way, set oneself up and others so that one is all just authentic. You know, there's one, um, I don't know who wrote that poem, Walrus and the Carpenter. <coughs> ah, that poem is very uh, interesting. Because he pretends to take these poor oysters for a walk. And then swaha, 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 all of them. And, uh, you know, very interesting. Like that, there are so many ways, uh, so many things that we can rely on in the universe. Like poetry and things like that to help with this situation. When there is, when the in inauthenticity in terms of trying to be sattvic, inauthenticity, let me explain what I mean by inauthenticity. Trying to be sattvic when one is not. Exactly. Inauthenticity, by inauthenticity I mean hiding the rajas and the tamas. When, one, when the pressure to hide the rajas and the tamas is so much there, there is no place for the knowledge to come. Because one is hiding. One is constantly hiding. And so when the inauthenticity reduces, there is a belief. Because you can say, there are so many ways in which I just don't know anything. And I'm still learning. There's something very, uh, you know, engaging about that person. Something very loving about that person who says, you know, I'm all over the place. Please, you know, help me. Deal with me. And, and the more one expresses that pressure, the more one is relieved of that pressure, the more one is in sync with Ishvara, the more one easy it is to become an adhikari. Because you see, this is a deep understanding of adhikaritvam because the surface understanding of Adhikaritvam is just rattling off all the things. Shamadama, Uparatiti, Tiksha, Shraddha, Samadhanam, Amalitvam, Adhamditvam, Ahimsa, Kanti, Adhim, got it, check, 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 I have everything, finish, you know. How come the knowledge is not coming? Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Let's say, just on the level of words, this is the inhibiting factor. The inhibiting factor is the pressure to be seen as gaining all this and already having it when not having anything. That person is a spiritually poor person, really. But if I am able to accept all these things, or at least in the beginning you can say, I can't accept the fact that I'm not sattvic. That itself is a level of acceptance. I hate the fact that I'm not sattvic. I'm not going to accept it. 
that knowing that is itself a level of acceptance. Then one goes little deeper, little deeper, little deeper. Until then, the true meanings of the word, what? You know, shama, dhamma, uparati are not understood. They just become tattva bodha definitions to be, uh, you know, to be, um, you know, memorized and thrown back. Shamaha, kaha, you know, antara, antarendriya, you know, niriksha, niyantranam, the inner organs, control of inner organs, managing the inner organs, the mind. Dhamaha, kaha, what is dhamma? This is Tattva Bodha definition. And then if you read the translation, external restraints of all, you know, what is this restraint? You know? Titiksha ka, what is Titiksha? <laughs> you know, Titiksha is just be, being able to, you know, forbearance, to bear everything. And you can bear everything in a very sattvic way. Sattvic way of uh, titiksha is, is, is not showing that you have titiksha. Ah, that is the true titiksha. Rajasik titiksha, you, you, you exercise titiksha at an opportune time when it's going to be noticed. And you say, look at my titiksha. <laughs> Without really saying, look at my titiksha. You create opportunities so that the titiksha is noticed. You know? What might that look like? Now, see, now you got me started. What might that look like? Well, you know. Oh, it's so cold. Yeah, that it is. To not even wearing a sweater. Yes, I'm not. But it's okay, really. Because it's all Bhagavan. <laughs> Rajasik Titikshu. And Tamasik Titiksha, you know? Yeah, yeah, I'm very cool, but I'm not complaining. I'm not complaining, am I? Yeah, by the time, you know, if somebody had no Titiksha, they would have complained 50 times by now, but I haven't even complained once. Same thing you can say shama also. Rajasik shama. What does what might that look like? Yeah, we'll go over this. This will be fun. Yeah. Rajasik shama. One is unflappable. Shama means kind of a resolution. One, one has a nice expression on one's face. Especially when one reads the news. These days. Yeah. One, one day, one went antic. Yeah. One tweet at a time. We are li living. <laughs> you know, I'm beyond all that. You think I'm just going to let a Rajasik regime affect me? I have Shama. Ah, you know? And then you make sure a few people are watching. Why are you flipping out about the news? What is there? And the Tamasik Shama is 
keeping a diary of meditation and putting, blowing it up and putting it up on the wall. Look, <laughs> look, yesterday today, look how much meditation, how much japa I have done. Each sitting I do thousand japas. So count how many days. You know, dhamma same thing. Dhamma means not beating up somebody just because you felt like it. Dhamma. And here what? You know, the rajasik dhamma is, you know, how will that express itself? Any thoughts? No thoughts? That one isn't good enough. Say it. Rajasik. Rajasik, Dhamma. Dhamma. You spent it for the day. Action. Well, up here it said golden toilets. So, you know, restraint of organs of action. You feel like beating somebody up, you know. But you give them a lashing with your tongue in a nice, sarcastic way. Mm -hmm. oh, and then you say, I have exercised some of you. Uparati, I have let go of everything. Same thing. Rajasically, you can do that. Tamasically, you can do that. Tamasically, because the person is apathetic, doesn't care. Mm -hmm. Procrastinator. Rajasic, because you want to show off. Make sure... That you see that there are holes in my shoes. You know, I'll make sure. Oh, let me buy you a new pair. No, 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 no. Titiksha. So I'm going to <laughs> I'm going to walk in these holy pair of shoes, but because this is Titiksha. <laughs> let's get you a new pair. No, 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 no. I am beyond all that. And then what? Titiksha Uparati, you did. Ah, this is a fantastic one. Shraddha. You know, comes to the teacher with bells and joss sticks, incense sticks. You know, goes like that. Poor guru, you know. <laughs> and, and uh, you know, as soon as meets the guru, starts pressing the hand, any pressable area, starts pressing. You know, and then what? After Guru goes away, advertises. In fact, that ashram is built on my donation. Rajasik Shraddha. Tamasik Shraddha is just, Yo, Guru, imagine my namaskar. <laughs> imagine it's there because uh, I don't want to. So like this, even the qualities, you know, they have certain ways in which it's all up to how one is expressing them. And to grow into a sattvic expression, you cannot bypass rajas and tamas. You have to love them up, you have to grow out of them, you have to be with them, you have to be patient. And finally, one must not... You know, as that's why I shared you my story. Shared with you my my very embarrassing story. Vipuja Swamiji, one must not be afraid of embarrassment. One must, in fact, court it. Yes. The more one courts embarrassing situations, and and drops this inauthentic ways of this pahunchkaya spiritual business, the easier will the knowledge come. Very easy it will be. Yeah. Know, sometimes after a talk like this, very deep and very 
exposing whether one was, you know, one intended that to be the case or not. One always wonders, what, how will I be in the next class? You know, how, how will I be? And will people be seeing me? And how should I drop? Should I be authentically dropping the inauthenticity or should I be inauthentically dropping the So that's why we are not going to have any more classes. That's enough. This will be the, the, the final thing. So in conclusion, this is what I'd like to say. Few things just to take uh, take home, so to speak. The dhriti and the kshama held. Accommodation starts with oneself. Acceptance starts with oneself. Acceptance of one's personality, wherever one is, is okay. You know, because that becomes hiding that becomes a hindrance to growth. Hiding anything becomes a hindrance to the knowledge that exposes one as free of everything and unafflicted. So, kshama, accommodation, and dhriti, staying with it, being courageous in the face of difficulties, in the face of embarrassment. And that courage helps one to have, you know, to have the forbearance and the perseverance to, to be with the gunas. And then finally, I will say uh, a question that may be brewing in many minds. Does a gunatita, a jnani, is the jnani subject to the gunas or no? This is a very important question. You know, if everything is subject to the gunas, the jnani's body and mind may be subject to the gunas, but the jnani does not identify with the gunas and the situations made, you know, because of the gunas. There are so many stories that abound. I've told you this. Ramana Maharshi had one, you know, situation where he was sitting quietly and then somebody came and said a very dear disciple of his who was having a difficult pregnancy had delivered a baby and the mother and the baby were healthy. And he was just meditating and suddenly he, suddenly he just burst into joy, ran around, clapped his hands and sat down. He was so happy. Half an hour later, Unfortunately, the news came that the mother had died. Some complications, hemorrhaging, mother died. And he just sat there and tears flowed from one of his eyes. This, this is how the story is told. So then, Sattva, Rajas, Tamas are operating. But he is not afflicted by them. They just become a... a they just use the body and the mind as instruments... But the person who is residing in the body-mind is no longer affected by that because the person residing in that body and mind, which is in the grip of Sattvarajastamas, just like that, but it's the objective Sattvarajastamas, not the subjectivized Sattvarajastamas. Because there is a Ishvara Srishti, which we talked about, Sattvarajastamas, and there is Jiva Srishti of making this into one's own Sattva, one's own Rajas, one's own expression of Tamas. So, since one, the Jnani is one with Ishvara Srishti, this does not touch. Uh, this does not touch. So, the mind may say something or the, the mind may cry the emotion of joy, sorrow may be there. But they are just like the uh, clouds uh, and the sun. When the sun shines, is the space getting hot? No. When the clouds rain, 
is the space getting wet no you know the cloud rains and goes the sun shines and the, and then goes maya megho jagat neeram varshatu esha yatha tatha ಪಂಚದಶಿಟ್ Maya Meghaha. So the clouds are Maya. The Jagat is the rain. So the Maya is raining the Jagat. As the creator, it's appropriate. That's what, when Maya rains, what will it come? She, Maya rains, pun intended. You know, when Maya rains, what will come? Jagat will be the Neeram water. And the person of knowledge says, Varshatu Esha, let her rain. yatha tatha yada kada wherever she wants let her rain the jagat chidakashasya kolabhah kahanihi so what is the gain did the chidakasha akasha means space chidakasha means the space of consciousness for the person who identifies as consciousness what is the gain of the maya shakti raining in the form of the jagat is there anything to be gained say no come on no, no. yeah i have to ask the question i have to tell the answer then i have to tell when to tell the answer chidakashasya kolabha is the is the space becoming puffed up with wetness because the jagat because the clouds have rained no similarly the space of consciousness space like consciousness that is the truth of oneself when one knows that the jagat is you know not affecting that consciousness there is nothing to gain from the jagat but then is there a loss there is no loss either there is no water damage for that consciousness there is no jagat damage because of that consciousness is not damaged not uh, you know but rest not taken away heyo padaviya varjita varjitam heya means gaining something upadeya means getting rid of something nothing to get rid of nothing to accumulate you know which chapter it is i'm trying to think uh, eighth uh, eighth chapter of not bhagavad gita panchadashi yeah maya megho jagat neeram varshatu esha yada kada or yatha tatha i forget chidakashasya kolabhah kahanihi iti paramarthata or something like this is this is the, the the truth this is where we are headed so what guna where guna what is this small thing called guna nothing and so as long as one is able to to get to that sattva is the way and sattva means accepting the rajas and the tamas while trying to grow out of that and then in all this talk of i'll end with a small caveat in all this talk of inauthenticity let us not make it our business to point to other people's inauthenticity 
and just mind our own. Yeah. Unless one is a teacher. So I'm taking an exemption. Om Purnamada Purnamidam Purnamudachate Purnasya Purnamadaya Purnamidavashishate Om Shanti 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 Harihi Om Shri Purnamaha Harihi Om Any questions? Yeah. I liked your last meeting that was speaking in my mind about I'm wondering if there are times in our history in different countries around the world where you end up with these leaders that seem like they're despots, you know, yes. that are just as authentically like you know, authentically honestly. Yeah, yeah. As no. an example that gives us each an opportunity to sort of look at you know how we're going to conduct ourselves like true and i i, I imagine that's on purpose somehow yes yes no it's not easy you're absolutely correct because each yuga has certain uh, you know gunas that predom preponderate and predominate sat uh, sat yuga is got sattva in it you could leave a pot of gold and nobody would touch it and now unfortunately we are in kali yuga kali means Kalmasha, you know, Kali means conflict, Kali means Santapa, Kali means inner conflict, outer conflict, strife, pain, sorrow. And so naturally the leaders will be like that. They will be Rajasik and Tamasik for the most part. But it's good because that means lots of, lots more people come to Vedanta classes. <laughs> I'm still assured of an employment. <laughs> Over yeah, that? so like, like to survive, you know, just to survive, right? Just to survive, because I feel like so impatient a lot of the time mm -hmm. that when I come here, then I think, like, oh. right, exactly, because there is a uh, different reality which is being broadcast here, which is one is not in touch with anymore, because nothing is, uh, nothing is giving, uh, you know, giving that reality airtime which is, in fact, the only thing that should be broadcast. Other questions? Yeah. I went to see my sister. Mm. And I thought I was safe. Mm. Because when she came here last time, she was good. She yeah. Was normal. Yeah. When I entered her house, she reacted with rage to anything that happened. Mm. I see the borderline personality. Okay, mm, I'm so sorry. And uh, actually, it's pretty good. Mm. <laughs> but I think what the question is, uh, in the process of attempting to balance yeah. as best I could, yeah. by the third day, I basically disappeared. Mm -hmm. And uh, at a point when I was talking with a friend, she said, why don't you just take a phone call or what are, what are the, the number of options that are available? Mm. Because I had already gone into town, which I think is yeah. very childlike. Yes. Survival yes. technique. Yes, survival technique. Not so bad. Yeah. Uh -huh. uh, but the question is, uh, in meeting Rajas, 
the other two things I just said, commerce. Yes. Which is the, the way of surviving. Yeah, that's a very good way to put it. In, in greeting the other person's rajas with tamas. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that is a survival thing. And it's a survival yeah. to the point where you feel present. Yes. <laughs> and, but I guess doesn't matter. I think that is, uh, you know, how do you not do that? Or how do you not get into this, uh, you know, the patterned way, the tamasic way of responding to that? Well, you know, I, yeah. I started back to the idea. Yeah, yeah. It, you know, it happens to the best of everyone that one goes back to that. But the fact that one is aware itself is, you know, is good. That's why I say it was a good visit. Yeah. Because yeah. Uh, for the first time I saw my childhood. Yes. I saw a lot of beauties that are still You know, that's what is, is, I'm so glad you brought this up because that's the point of this. Because when one is more married to this authenticity, a lot of things from childhood come up and one is able to, you know, see that dispassionately. That's very important. Mm -hmm. And that's the way to heal. Yeah, because why is one insulted? Why is one upset? Why is because it's all got its root somewhere, you know, in the unconscious, and that is you know important whenever it's possible to 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 when it comes up to to deal with that, and then dealing with that as an adult from from the standpoint of this passion, you know, objectivity that is what helps it. If one identifies with the pain, one has identified with that inner child. But here one is dispassion, standing as an adult, one, you know, soothes the one that is having the tantrum. Yeah, after the peanut comes in. Yes. Four more days. Right, exactly. And next time maybe a shorter visit. Yeah, that's also, that's a healthy boundary. Yeah. Yeah. Ahankara is insidious. How do I cultivate alertness? Just by asking this question, you have cultivated alertness. Ahankara is not bad. It's just that when it rides off on this uh, uh, rajas and tamas, it, it has certain manifestations and uh, certain needs. So one is mindful of it. And in the beginning, one catches it after the fact. And then in the middle, one catches it during the fact, and then later on, one catches it before the fact. So you have to persevere and slowly do that. And even catching it after the fact is better than not catching it at all. Okay. Oh.